Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. This is round two of our podcast hot seat, giving you an idea of what it's like to come to our Startup Diary meetup this Saturday at the point of publishing this episode. Enjoy. I am getting grilled by Harry around the biggest problem that I face right now in the business. We get to a resolution. I've got some actions. This is what hot seat's all about. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 281 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host Adam Callow, who is fumbling with a pen in his pocket, looking awfully puzzled. I'm not entirely sure why. I was trying to like clip it onto my pocket, <laughs> but this is like to go on a Moleskine, it's a Moleskine pen that Mark bought me. Wow. And it's designed to like clip on, a, on an actual notepad like this, sideways. So I'm struggling to clip it onto my pocket. That's why I was struggling desperately hard. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm back in the room now. Today, Adam, we are following up from Monday's episode. I really enjoyed that. And guys, if you if you haven't listened to that, go back and 100% listen. It's a little bit of a different pace of show, different style of show, and uh, it's just a really good listen. I think it's mm. something that a lot of people in their own way are going through the same thing. Um, so go and listen to it. It's sort of a hot seat mentality to try and help someone uh, understand what their biggest problem is, tackle it, and then define how to get to a resolution. So in preparation for our meetup at the end of the week, Saturday the 23rd of February, as I glance over at the calendar, uh, we have our Startup Diary Club meetup. Join the Facebook group if you want to get involved. But today, Adam... I'm flipping the question around onto you. Okay. What is the biggest thing you are struggling with at the moment in the workplace or personal? Cool. Um, I'm going to take this one predominantly to the work side um, because I actually appreciate the, the personal one that you gave on Monday. Um, so I'm not entirely sure where this is going to go. Uh, but when I got asked the question when we recorded yours, we both said, actually, what's the biggest thing? I thought this is going to get flipped back on me. What am I thinking about? And the first thing that came to my mind was just the team. Mm. And uh, and that sort of is like all-encompassing. So the the biggest thing that I am struggling with from a founder-CEO perspective um, is, and I'm, I'm going to try and list them out because it all falls under one thing. Mm-hmm. One spending time with the current team to make sure that everyone is clear, happy, motivated. Um, secondly, recruitment. Like mm. we've, we're finding it desperately hard um, to to find the right talent and to fit the right roles that we've got right now. Uh, and then third one comes down to a fear, to be honest, of um, if we're struggling right now, as things are starting to go well and we're starting to get some traction and, and understand how we monetize and grow and bits like this, there's a, there's a fear that's sort of like creeping in to actually is the bottleneck in this business. We always think as a founder, you always think the bottleneck in the business. The thing that stops you is uh, sales, like clients, revenue, like product market fit. Like how do you get to that? And that's the thing that everyone focuses on. Whereas I think as a business, we haven't, I'm not saying we've made it and we're just ready to like scale like a rocket ship, but we understand now that we could go and get more clients. We could go and get more customers because we know the value that we drive. And that's what I've kind of like ticked that box now. Like if I want to go and get more revenue, I can. The thing that we're struggling with and it scares me is because I can't control it completely is the bottleneck being we actually can't take on any more clients. 
mm. because we haven't got the team. So I'm actually quite scared right now in terms of like, I can't build the size company I want to at the rate that I want to because we can't hire the right people fast enough. Um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably and, my problem. And hire, when you say hiring the right people, what has been the limiting factor on the people that you've tried to hire? Is it just that the skill set's not right for the position or the position's not right for the person? Like what, where's the issue when you're trying to match those two things together? I think there's a couple of things. And just being like a sort of card on the table is we used to use agencies in the past. Mm. We had a terrible experience using agencies. Um, it's actually really funny, actually. Um, I was having a chat with Lee Wilcox about this last night. So Lee's the founder of On The Tools. Mm -hmm. If you guys probably heard about it, it's a Facebook page. Um, Facebook page, lots of followers, and there's a business behind it, an agency. Um, having a really just frank conversation. And I actually said, I said, this is weird me kind of telling you this, but we're struggling right now with hiring. Like, how do you do it? And you can imagine, like, he lives, he works, like, two miles down the road. Mm. Um, but we're, we're both based in Tamworth. Uh, he's got, like, a 25, 28-person, 30-person, whatever the number is, uh, agency, creative agency. And there's some of the people we're trying to hire. And I'm like, a part of me wanted to say, I need to nick some of your stuff, bud. Like, I'm just giving you, like, firing you a quick warning shot. And I know he listens to the show. So, Lee, you know, I love you. We're going to get together. And he's probably going to come onto the podcast soon, actually. Lee started his own podcast. Um <laughs> And what was really nice for me um, is the fact that we just sort of like opened up and was like, no, 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 I care. It's the, it's the hardest thing for him right now in terms of like, it's the thing that we're struggling with. Um, so we went through agencies uh, and we really struggled. So I kind of went, no, no, no more agencies. The fees that they charge, if you work for a recruitment agency, I actually know one person that we met at Starbucks works at, works for a recruitment. He's got a couple of businesses on the side. Jack's fiance works in recruitment. So you guys, <laughs> you guys are the devil. It's not your, I understand it, but like, and I might be getting it wrong, but everyone that we've ever dealt with is just like, you just, you push numbers, you push volume, you throw every fucking candidate you can our way. You don't vet them. You don't do any work because you want the 20% of their salary after eight. So if but you get- that, But to play devil's advocate for a <clears> second, they are technically in a sales role yep where they're selling people yeah agree so agree, so like that's so, a fucking so, shit answer so they're so no, they're, no, no, they're, no no not having it but they're dri they're driving force to make to fill positions all they've got to do is fill the position and the person just needs to be there for whatever the period of time is yeah, for like them to four, get their eight weeks and you get a bit of rebate if they mm. leave within four weeks but when you go and buy a car even a, even a car salesman doesn't go, oh, you want a car? And he puts everything from a Fiat to a fucking Ferrari in front of you. That's what recruitment people do because it's so easy for them to send you a CV and waste your time. They go, oh, mm. here's every single candidate that we've got that's got a fucking vowel but, in but their maybe, name. But maybe the agency's just not that good. Therefore, every CV 100%. they've got is, yes. is enough. Maybe I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that a good agency, if there is one, has, has the Fiat to the Ferrari. I think they've got like, Porsches, Lambos, and Ferraris, or you've got the Skodas. Yes. VWs are all, all, all good yeah. analogies. A to B cars, yes. with yeah. But yeah, I, th I, don't, I don't think someone does have the spectrum. I think what's happened is is we've experienced the bottom end where people are just palming off. Yeah, just and, and that, that comes down spot. to, to be honest, when all this happened, when, when I had bad experience probably two and a half years ago, it's when we were very- Still stings, I can tell. It does. <laughs> it drives me mental because it's- it's it's like a it's like a fear for me now mm. in terms of like hiring, because two and a half years ago we were very focused on cash flow, 
Like, we just needed to make sure. And when they were, I was like, how much, sorry, how much do you make for sending me mm. a CV? And then I have to recruit them and you take anywhere from 16 to 20% of their salary as a fee for fine. I'm like, no. And the people that we tried to place, we paid some fees for, didn't pan out. And I was like, mm. never again. So maybe, just maybe, there are good agencies out there that we need to build relationships up with. And maybe it's my lack of knowledge, immaturity, building the wall around it and saying, fuck you to agency. Maybe that's the thing that needs to change mm. because we try and do our own job postings, do our own recruitment, and there's not one person in the team. And actually what Lee covered off last night on the call, which I thought was really interesting. As I said, he's like 20, let's just say 25 people. And I said, he said, well, how many people are you going to be when you do all these hires? I said, well, after we've done all our hiring, we'll probably be 16 to 17 people, including the interns on the assumption mm. that they're both good and they stay on. So um, it was like... Top tip, that's about the time where you need someone internally in your team that just looks after HR. Mm. And the way that he spoke about it was Gosh. sort of like, pardon? Gosh, that's, yeah. a, that's another job role. But, uh, you, you need someone, you need to hire someone to cover the hires. I agree. <laughs> but, but the way that he explained it to me, which is really interesting, is actually once you've got someone in the team to look after it, one, your company's always hiring because if you're trying to grow, you should always be hiring because good people are hard to find. So you always should be mm. looking for them. And if there's not a specific role now, but there is in six months, start hiring now for it because it's going to take ages to find the A-star player. Everything from hiring to culture mm. to one to, to booking. So like I, I need to do one-to-ones with people every quarter. I'm not ha- They're not happening at the rate they should be happening. Like we, we're paying for lattice. Oof, it's costing me a lot of money right now. And like, <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to get something into it to get some value out of it. Like we're trying to make the right moves to people management and like career growth. And more importantly, helping you in the team get mm. the most out of being an employee. And having someone in the team that's solely responsible for checking in with you, how's everything going? How's the resource going? Sitting on team meetings. So that person is like the heart of the company and goes, I can see Adam. And it acts as like a like Switzerland, like it's neutral territory. Mm. If you are really pissed off, you can go and speak to HR. And I always thought that was very corporate. But for you as an employee, it's, it's a nice, safe environment. It's, listen, here's what I'm struggling with. And you know that they're going to feed this back into me and go, listen, the creative department, Harry's desperately struggling right now. Mm. He needs more resource we need to start thinking about hiring for this role in the next three to six months. Do you want me to put some feelers out and start looking into this? Then that person will go back to you and say, actually, Harry, dealt with this. We're looking at this right now. And then you will feel valued within the company. And as Lee pointed out, you spend so much time hiring people. Once you find the right person to deploy that salary split across all of your employees to just keep those buckers Mm. happy, it's probably a really, really good ROI. It means I don't have to worry about job postings. I've got someone looking after core hiring mm-hmm. team culture so that for me is interesting because i think when you do that um they'll probably have they should come with more experience of dealing with agencies so they can filter through like what's a good agency what's a bad agency what are the rates like is it worth it good people will probably come with a network mm-hmm. which i think is undervalued right now um yeah i've kind of gone on a ramble but that's the sort of thing no, that's that, quite um to be fair i never really put two and two together myself to be honest but if someone if someone's sole job was to look for new staff and deal with the agencies then yeah i think the re- the reason we're so are you an agency not interested by is because it's cutting into other people's time when like no one's responsible for recruiting therefore any any recruiter that's trying to offer 
um, new candidates is wasting everyone's time. Whereas if it's just your responsibility to track them, this agency is good, this agency is bad, and then just work all that out, that would obviously yield far better results. And retain the current, mm. like, be honest, do you think it would be valuable to have someone in here that's just making, and sitting on meetings and just making sure that the team, the culture, the like the happiness mm. level within expert trades, people are still motivated to come here? Or do yeah, you think, actually, that's a fucking person I don't want to speak to. It's like I'm a therapist in the company. But again, you raised a good point that, because um, at the moment we're still very close, very clicky as yep. it might be. But I can imagine that someone that doesn't know anyone, like we've all built friendships together now. So when, so when, so when someone new comes in, they're coming into a room full of mates, basically. Yeah, so, which is a but fear. It, but if you had an issue with the boss, yep. but three people in the Can't room are all busy mates all, to the boss yeah. it's like is that that didn't think it until just now but that obviously can make quite an uncomfortable environment for someone that if they did have an issue or the two interns we've got who do they speak to because mm. we joke because we're all but you're HR yeah, you know, you're, but you're the boss so I'm it's HR, like speak to boss. HR like we joke about it but it's <laughs> it's actually quite a serious uh, 100% is and we're at that point role. in the business now and this is why it's one of my problems that I'm facing mm. is it's going to take some money um, and again the money thing is like we need to make sure that we're not hiring people and the, and the pay that we need to recruit new people mm. at uh, because the skill we need to up the skill level in certain areas of the business like new areas of the business like we can't bring that person on and pay them substantially higher across the average of the company because it's just not fair mm. so when you bring new people in there it's actually and like, I know people don't talk about pay, but it's like, I can see the pay. I'm like, you do so much work, but you're mm. new. You probably have the same amount of value, but you get paid an extra 10K. Like, because mm. like, it naturally has like an impact of actually, you need to then balance the whole company out and start bringing everyone on. So it's really hard right now. Um, it sounds like the next hire you really need to make is an HR person. If If hiring and staffing up is the biggest challenge that you're facing, then maybe the the bottleneck is that role itself. Yeah, I think. But then, how do you hire so a good HR? Well, that's person. my fear. Is my fear is I try and <laughs> because I will spend a god awful amount of time trying to find that right person mm. because they're going to act like the voice of the team. So then you you say, okay, stop all hiring. We're hiring an HR person who's going to come in and help this. Mm. So then the roles that we need now go on the back burner. We find it takes three, six, nine months to find the right person for this role. And then all of a sudden they've got to get into the company, understand what we do and then start hiring. Mm. It's like we sort of have to run the two in parallel now. Yeah. It's like, put the, and talking about putting the feelers out, like we should hire, a, when this person comes in, they should be going to on the tools and just looking at who's in the company. Lee, I love you. You know I do. But you've got some really good people there. And this is business. And if I can if I can get one of your top talent to come and join me because they're unhappy or whatever, this is the person that will then tap you up on LinkedIn because the right people often aren't looking because they're good. Mm. Like, and that's the thing that we need to get into because we're often going and putting job boards up for people that have just been laid off or not in a job, whatever it is. And that's not a negative. Mm. But if we wanted to go to someone and go, actually, their work is really cool, then I've got a blocker because then Lee can't come up and get, well, he will call me up. I know he will. Lee, you've got my number. We spoke last night. He'd be like, dude, why is, why is John, your new fucking HR guy, calling my team up? I'm like, they're really good, mate. Like, we, we probably need to have a, like a little agreement. Lee, we'll go for some dinner soon. We'll talk about this. But we are fishing in the same pond. Um, but to Lee's point, we're actually going more, our, our thing is dev heavy. His isn't mm. right now. And he actually said that. He's like, we're not dev heavy right now. As in he's like saying, morning. <laughs> anyway. 
that's what I'm struggling with right now. Um, I don't know the answer. Um, I don't know the next step. So we probably need to get to that. Mm. What could, what what steps <laughs> by the end of the week? What can, what actions can you take towards hiring HR? Um, because it, in, interestingly, this is obviously a bottleneck that's never going to go away. Like you're going to have to go through the teething problems mm-hmm. of hiring that HR person. It's when do you go through it? Because I mean, like the value that they'll bring in, like time saved across the team and things like that, is it, again something I completely just didn't think about. Yep. So, what in terms of like actions for the end of the week? I think one thing that I need to do is probably. I don't know. I've mentioned it a couple of times. It's because we're, we're in a similar boat. We're in the same area. But Lee said there are good agencies out there. So just learn from, work through my network and try and find, here's an action for me. I need to find two to three agencies that I actually trust to respect. I think one mm. thing we never did last time is we just let agencies inbound us compared to yeah. doing the due diligence on them and finding out actually, there's some cool companies in Tamworth, like Birmingham's connected, like who are the agencies that, are, that help place good people? Uh, fair rates if they end up leaving um, do they backfill in terms of like help you replace that role without giving you extra fees all this world I don't know about Mm. but I think I need to get over that hump do that first then think about what an HR person would do what would look like and probably draw up a job spec for that but not post it just yet Um, and then lean more on my network which is something I don't do so if I I spoke about three actions it would be um, connect with two to three agencies after doing some DD write a job spec for someone if they came in to look after the company HR and along with that spec outline what the company growth looks like in the next 18 months if everything goes to plan because we can draw an org chart of actually these are the roles that we're going to need to fill in the next 18 months bringing this person in spread across all these roles what's the financial impact and then it's just easy maths for me to work out and like if we retain that if we lose one of these people how much does it cost to replace them so, and you might go, well, it'll cost you four grand from recruitment fees and whatever. You actually, okay. So if we lost a couple of people, uh, hiring new people, spread the cost across all the current happy employees, the HR cost is actually not that expensive to put someone in that role. So do an org chart, where are we going to get to the next 18 months? And then lean on the network and ask people to do introductions to people that are in work mm. that they know are good and try and headhunt air quotes that way they're probably my three actions off the back of it as we talk it through awesome guys if you want to get in the hot seat in a live environment with adam myself and others from the startup diary community you can join us at our next startup diary club meetup on saturday the 23rd of february how do they get involved super simple guys we have a Facebook group and it's for people that whether you're an entrepreneur and I, we've had some people message me so I haven't joined the Facebook group yet because I'm still in a job. I will start my own business. Get in the group. Mm. This is what it's Hundo. there for. I was in a day job for two years planning, well not two years, for a year planning my exit. That's what I did. And if you're in the same boat, get in the group. There's some amazing people and they'll help you be successful when you take that leap. Whether you're a solopreneur, one man band or whether you've got a hundred person company, get in there, add some value. Don't be a dickhead. It's an amazing community. Search for Startup Diary Club on Facebook. Get added to the group. Don't forget, there's a couple of questions there. When you yeah. join the group, you ask three questions. 
please answer the question. For Alison and Shane's sanity, who are two awesome members of the community that help us moderate that group, answer the questions, then you'll be let in. Guys, if you've got any follow-up questions, we can't wait to hear from you. If you have any general questions that you want answered on the show, if me or Harry or any of our team or anyone that we know can answer them, we will do our best. Just fire it in. What's the email, Harry? Questions at startupdiary.club. Guys, see you on the next episode of the Startup Diary Podcast. Thank you. Smash that subscribe button.